Hi, and welcome to the Dewing Grain podcast. Dewing Grain are independent and local grade traders. From seed supply to harvest movement and storage contracts, they can offer you the best strategies to achieve the highest prices for your harvest. Each week on our podcast, we begin with the Dewing Grain Market Report, giving you up-to-date information and analysis, followed by Farm Chat, where we catch up on agricultural issues with a guest or two while sampling a beer. Andrew's favourite bit. So let's start with Andrew Dewing and this week's Market Report. Welcome to the Market Report. What follows are my thoughts or gut instincts on what the market is going to do. It is not an instruction to trade. Any decision to trade is yours. Market Report for week commencing 29th of August 2022. It is our fourth anniversary. How about that? And next week we have our 200th edition, I believe, which is even more incredible. And certainly we didn't anticipate that. Although sometimes it's quite hard work to try and get the thing out on a deadline, especially if it's a busy period, it has proven to be quite a phenomena and mostly we enjoy it, sometimes we don't. But certainly we get some fantastic response and feedback and it leads to very interesting people that we meet and new customers. So all hail the podcast and the doing grain courage to do it. Anyway, what should we start with this week? We're kind of confused really. The market is up, down, round and round. It's a kind of mixture of consumption reduction versus reduced supply. And this is the world statement, a UK specific and a world statement about reduction in supply because you've got corn crop yet to be determined for sure what the yields actually are. And we all know the crop is going to be smaller. And so we won't know the full measurements of that for about three months. But the dynamic is clearly a smaller corn crop but it's clearly prices of everything being as high as they are and people not having as much money in their pockets there's going to be reduction in what people actually consume allegedly although i was told by a southern person that in the south of england a pint of bitter is going to have to be nine pounds a pint in southern england well not being funny you lot charge too much anyway just go north i mean i went northern england and scotland they're caught with the price that you lot pay anyway but then i guess you are overpaid down there aren't you But I guess it's a phenomenon we've got to recognise as true and the cost, the energy that goes into producing lots of these products are pretty serious. So it's not the price of the barley that's going to push the price up, it's all of the energy costs and yeah, wow. So we've also got to consider within, it isn't just a straightforward sum, is is there enough or isn't there enough? It's also the detail of when is there a surplus? At the moment, just post-harvest, there's a bucket load of surplus. There's a lot of stuff in stores that shouldn't be there. In the farmer's mind, they're thinking, I'll just hang on for a couple of months, I'll make another couple of quid out of it. But there will be people pushing to move stuff September, October, thinking, oh, that's late enough, my shed won't take much more, it can't hold the weather out for too long. I think there will be an abundance of grain coming forward from those not quite so normal grain storage areas let's call them that shall we so yeah there is going to be pressure on the market in the downward direction from a physical need to sell from farm amongst the other reasons why the market could well be going up and we have the complete lottery of the politics which is we mentioned on a million other occasions the first grain shipment that's hit by a rocket or whatever is going to push the market up 20 pounds a ton that morning so those things are in the background and you just can't nobody can anticipate them nobody can read it it is a pure game of luck that might not happen at all but hey crazy world And apparently Vlad is now burning gas off just by the Finnish border because he can't, you know, he's got too much, too much gas in a world that hasn't got any gas. Anyway, there you go. Prices. So the futures at point of recording 
is 260 on the knob, which has come down a bit of a bump yesterday. Not wholly convinced by that, but it's having one of those sort of lacking conviction moments and the buyers all seem to run away. So taking that as the value, Farm November 248, October 247, September 245. That's about where we're at. Not much movement coming from September, October at the moment. But as I say, I expect some of that to come forward as people sort of think, yeah, I might as well ditch it. I was hoping for it to go to 300, but that ain't going to happen this side of the end of October, I don't think. So good prices. Over to you, farmers. Feed barley, really difficult one. Farm, no one's really paying up for that. There's some bids for feed barley in the mid-230s. No one's selling it. So it's clearly not enough money to tempt people into selling it. I would kind of hazard a guess that the feed barley price should be 240-something. So I would put October feed barley at 230x farm as a tentative value. It's very difficult. That's £16 under wheat. That's kind of roughly where I think it's worth, but very inactive market at the moment. Malting barley, on the other hand, has become a more settled value. It had a really good kicking. The market's come down £100 a tonne on it. I would say there is a clear value for bog-standard brewing varieties, Jan, Feb, March, round about 275x farm at the moment. Now, there's a load of people with contracts at much higher prices they want to protect. So if you've got some really good barley, it might be worth, say, look, you know, 275 is a bit lame. Here's an offer at 280 or something like that. You make a few more quid, maybe, as people want to protect what are phenomenally good profits on if they can buy guaranteed good quality grain to go against those sales. That's worth something to them because it secures the, the income. So 275 Jan, March, working back, there aren't any bids this side of Christmas that are serious. I think there'll be people buying this side of Christmas, but there isn't many buyers and it isn't that strong a market. So I think largely the pre-Christmas market is over and done with and it will probably be, I don't know, tenner discount to the Jan, March? I don't know. How much is it worth to get it moved out of, out of the farm store is the question. Oilseed rape is sort of floating around about the £500 a tonne mark. It's been lower than that, it's been higher than that, but it's kind of there, thereabouts. Obviously, premium to be added to that. There is a, apparently a sunflower crop disaster, was the phrase that Webby used. So, so sunflower crop disaster in Europe, that could give the market a rally. I don't know. It seems reasonably happy around this level at the moment. So again, I think underlying issues on supply of any commodity, there are issues probably, I don't think you're going to win or gain a lot or lose a lot, particularly by not selling it or selling it. It's, do you want the cash or don't you? The price I've quoted is for November. Yeah, over to you. 500 quid. Take it or leave it. I hope everyone's uh, enjoying the fact. I got told off this week by a couple of people for saying that harvest was over. In fact, obviously, there's the odd field here and there that was planted really late or had some sort of issue or combine broke down or something. So for those of you who didn't complete the harvest in my area, I do apologise. I never mean to upset you on such issues, but making a sweeping statement of 99% of what we look at. I haven't seen a field standing, but there were the odd bit and piece left out there. So for those of you, I am sorry. Aside from that, yep, we are looking forward to going to the Alsham show on Monday morning, which is the day this podcast comes out, which is where we launched, as I say, four years ago. We haven't got our stand this year. We're helping in the educating the general public food and farming tent instead and chucking lots of money at the show as usual. So so hopefully lots of people in the Norfolk area will be seeing us walking around the stand there and for the first time in 15 years I shall go into the members tent and have some beers in there. So with that, have a great week and we'll see you next week. Thank you for listening. Please remember that any decision to trade on this opinion is yours. Music.
advertising on this podcast works. Yeargrain Central Grain Store is delighted to announce that all available storage capacity has now been sold. If you want sales and success, please contact East Coast Design Studio on 01603 728 978. Okay, this week we have a podcast of very lively characters. We had our harvest due for the first time in August, and I've got some of the survivors with me now, so I'm here. Hello. I'm Ben. Hello. It's Josh. Hello. It's Joe. And Webby. There you go. We've taken a little Instagram picture of how lively we all are before we start this. I'm going to start this question off. This is my question. Am I stuck in the 70s with my attitude towards alcohol and harvest parties where people drink too much? Yeah, it's quite a good You release. love the 70s, don't it. you, Ian? I love it, yeah. <laughs> The banter around the table last night for our Harvest Dudes, I think, was one of the better. Okay, it was very non-PC, I'll admit, but it was funny. Yeah, Ian does always compare this harvest to the harvest of 76, which was 10 years before he was born. <laughs> <laughs> He's still a millennial. <laughs> My point is that nowadays, there's people will be listening to this thinking, you know, good grief. So what does your harvest do consist of? Did we go to the tipsy vegan and drink carrot juice? No, we didn't. Did we... We drank a concoction of most things, I think. Yeah. Moscow Mules was the highlight. The Moscow Mules was the thing that really livened the whole thing up. What was your highlight? I think my highlight was when our Harvest student, Fred, who I've really enjoyed this year, he's been a great asset to our team. But he really kindly ended the evening was like, boys, I've loved this so much. You know, this is on me. And like came out with a tread keelers, took about three paces and stacked it. And the whole lot literally (laughs) went flying. (laughs) The best thing about that was he'd actually handed out like five and then he spilt the other ten. And then that girl started drinking from the tray. She got down her hands and knees and literally... Tried to drink it off the tray. Off the yeah. tray. It's quite impressive. I'd missed this bit. I was at home, tucked up in bed by then. So, yeah, no, I think Fred has enjoyed himself. I mean, all of our Harvard students, I made one of those little speeches which said, you know, every now and again in life you have a team that you enjoy working with. And the truth of it is, is we hit the jackpot this year. Everybody had fun, I think, didn't they? Yeah, it's brilliant. And you can feel it yesterday. I mean, we came out of the traps really hard, didn't we, for the first three or four beers, and that kind of sets the tone. Well, I made the mistake of getting there early. I was in Norwich, and I went down the pub, and I you something, I'll get there, and I walked slowly to the pub, and I got there at two, and it didn't start till five. And I just felt, I just, oh dear, I was full up all night, really. Bless. We're happy with that model then, because I'm sure lots of the grain trade nowadays have moved on from immature team-building exercises like that, and they do something much more grown-up, like have a quiz or something. We did strangely learn quite a few things about each other last night, some quite odd things. Right. Probably not things we can repeat on here, but... Yeah, I I think there's quite a lot that definitely shouldn't be shared on (laughs) (laughs) But it was fun. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, some of the team haven't made it in today. Some of the team came in in the clothes they were wearing last night. Joe learnt that he isn't very good at flying, didn't he? Yeah, Josh decided to put me on his shoulders, which scared the bejesus out of me. <laughs> well, you, um, you start seven feet tall, so it doesn't help yeah, any higher, yeah. does it? <laughs> but when you're on someone's shoulders and they've had literally eight hours of drinking, and yeah, pretty scary. <laughs> Thanks, pal. <laughs> <laughs> That's a pretty pretty big task, actually. That is uh, yeah, incredible. Just will your neck ever recover? Is the question. Yeah, mm-hmm. I had someone who's like 140 kilos on my shoulders of the weekend. There, that really did hurt my neck. But uh, Joe's like 100, so it's not that bad. It's all right. So, yeah, what are you, Joe? What do you weigh? I think about 107, something like that. I'm lighter than you. <laughs> Got more chins than me, though. <laughs> 
I like the bit where we introduced Joe to that girl. She went, oh. And he sort of looked up at him and I said, yeah, he's got really big hands. And she just pulled yeah. a little happy, pleasurable face, didn't she? <laughs> oh, she yeah. said. Anyway, so aside from, you know, there we were, drinking too much in Norwich. Any other observations? Should we have done something? Do we, I'm, I'm searching for something we should have done differently. Just it's something it that works. I don't think it needs fixing. I kind of like... It's a great, like... I mean, some of us haven't got much hair, but um, it's a great moment to... to <laughs> It's a great moment to let your hair down after harvest. And it is like it's a good, like, you know, sealer of the harvest. Well, know. the rest of the grain trade, do you? I mean, out there, you lot in the ether. Do you have drinking do's now? Is that, is that culture gone forever? Are you all grown-ups? I, I think that we, we had, last night we had a really good one because we had a mix of, like, you know, different ages and to a couple of the younger lads are, like, 21, 22. And there's about four of them, I think, last night. So it's all just really... I'd re- that was probably the best one we've ever had, I think. We did have a meal as well. Oh, yeah, obviously. <laughs> but, I mean, that must be my point. Is the rest... Is, are we out of touch? Is it? You know, I've got to be... We've got to, this modern world... Because someone got upset, didn't they? They were talking about being a vegan. Who, who upset? That was you, uh, Joe, Yeah, no, well, it was a bit of a weird situation, really. This lady decided to tell me that she was a vegan, but she didn't mind eating chicken nuggets, which confused me quite a lot. <laughs> and then I found out later that her father also owns a chicken farm. <laughs> So, so her travelling around South America was actually done on the back of meat, and then she had her leather shoes and her leather bag, yeah, which is yeah. always great when you completely confused. She didn't me. like that, did she? No. That aside, you all look really rough. I've taken a little picture of you all, as you know. So, you know, what's your recommendations for? What did uh, Abby do for her hangover cure? Abby kind of adopted the kind of like praying to Buddha pose. <laughs> she was. She made it in. Yeah, yeah, she did. Before but, she yeah. cried out for Allah. She did. She did well. I mean, that was always golden rule, like. How bad you get, you know, try and get in. She yeah. was here in body, not yeah. in spirit, but yeah. Yeah, no, is that right? Some, yeah, impressive. And all the youngsters yeah. were in, weren't they? She's quite a small girl, so she, yeah, took it pretty well. Who else was in bad shape? Jack didn't make it at all, did he, at Cantley? No, no he did. He, he got, did he? he came no, did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What was it that Glenn said about it? was quite, quite like the way he termed it, wasn't no, it? It was just Josh's line. He borrowed happiness from today. Yeah, tomorrow, yeah. 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 D- sorry, Jack. So Jack made it in. Was that story true? About in the nightclub? Yes. yes. That was true? Yes. Oh, yes. my God. I believe that she also weighed a lot more than he did. <clears throat> yeah, it was when he and I were standing together and he went, where have you brought me to? And I went, a nightclub. And he went, you can't leave me alone in here. And I went, I want to go to the toilet now, Jack. <laughs> <laughs> I won't ask any more questions about it. Right, so today it rained. What else can we talk about? You know, it's rained. All of the drought is over. I mean, it's been some serious, serious downpours, haven't there? Yeah, some areas haven't had much at all, though. I was talking to a farmer who's a listener, Dan in Suffolk, and he had three mil, and Berry had 80 or something. So there are areas that haven't had much at all. Oh, it's dangerous territory. It's still dangerous. Rain, Someone at Roughton, which obviously at the road from here, or Roughton, if you're going to Google it, they only had three <laughs> mil, four mil. Ben and I have just driven across the county. We just met, met a new farmer who, ironically, contacted us because of our podcast. How about that? So our famous podcast has got a new customer and we've travelled, as I say, most of the way across the county and it was wet the whole way, wasn't it? There was, there'd been rain the whole distance. So I'm kind of quietly optimistic that they're all going to be out there with their all-seed rape drills next. Is that the, the plan? Yeah, there's a lot of people drilling at the moment, I think. And then, it, well, the next story is, how long is it going to be dry for now, Webby? I don't mean to be a killjoy, but oh. there's still not a lot of moisture at depth, is there? Okay. There needs a lot of rain. <laughs> it does need a lot of rain. Uh. Yeah, it's not a depth the is on the surface today, but that yeah. will go to... I mean, it, it, it's yeah, been... Yeah, I know. But also last <coughs> week's, or the week before's 20 mil rain, there's only probably like 10 mils worth of soil moisture. 
Okay. So the stuff that went in today is more than 20 mil in lots of places, would you yeah. say? Yeah. So only 10 of that will go in. Yeah, to be fair to Webby, though, a lot it's, of that's run off. Yeah, and it's just dust underneath. I've seen some, like, cool dig the, you know, plugs that people have shown. Yeah, so it's not that straightforward. When you look at the weather anomaly maps, it's like it's pretty desperate in a lot of continents. The images we saw, or Josh found them, of China, they were like, wow, eye-opening. Well, it's dry. the world is, is dry, isn't it? That's, it's not just China, it's not just Europe. It is the whole of the world's got really big water issues just like that. Now, whether you know it's a one-year climate change moment, it feels like it's almost set in for good, doesn't it? That's the second year now on the bounce for the La Nina weather system. So to some extent, we knew that America was going to be dry and they have had some serious rain in Australia and floods and things as well. But whether or not we'll go to a neutral phase or not come autumn time, etc. And then it might go back to sort of normal. But there's issues like, you know, glacial melt is greater. And so some of the water supplies, some key regions coming off the Himalayas and such like, they rely on that water coming out of there every single year from several thousand years ago. It's beginning to diminish into, well, it's not going to be there eventually, which, you know, you can see kind of yeah. famine written across the future somewhere, can't you? I'm a, a no bit doubt. alarmist as it might seem. Yeah. But on Kelly continuously now, it's climate crisis, you know, all of these snowflakes who react to the mildest of things. They must be getting particularly nervous about the dynamics of the future. It's pretty grim reading at the moment. Yeah, I mean, so, so, I would say it's blow it out, but it's not completely sensationalised. But it, we are more aware of it because we are able to measure it more. Hmm. That makes it more aware to us, I think, anyway. But ultimately, there is clear evidence over a longer period, over a 50-year period or a 100-year period, you can see significant changes. Well, and there's alarmist yeah. photos, as you said, yeah, the stuff yeah. from China, stuff from the UK even, yeah. where reservoirs are. You know, the extreme missing water from reservoirs is is quite marked in places. Anyway, so just on, on another subject, obviously, has anyone read that Guardian article that came out that's going to upset all of the big American type businesses it wasn't just on the Guardian there's also BBC reporting yesterday were they yeah there's now traction behind it about so, yeah but do you think it'll just last two days and we'll all forget about it again and just I don't think it, it will no there's the BBC one was quite damning really was it it basically said who's benefited from inflation and who's benefited from war essentially and it was like obviously energy firms have and you know whatever and major grain trading companies yeah. international non-UK based yeah. pay the tax somewhere else don't go too far Andrew I mean I, I don't see farmers reacting to it or anybody really it's just like it is what it is we've been calling this for ages the reality of food supply is in too few hands in the world and it is always going to be like that this moment was always coming that you should really say they've done a very good job strategically planning for the moment when the world's in famine to make loads and loads of money for their companies yeah no they definitely have but I think it's going to get it's probably going to gain a fair bit of traction, I reckon. It seems to be getting quite a lot. I mean, maybe I'm just more conscious of it now. Yeah, but there's truffle we can do about it. They're based in America. Good luck. Is that good luck to the consumer? Good luck to the mankind? Or good luck to the Americans for having all our cash? I think it's good luck to anyone trying to regulate the four biggest food companies in the world. You're not going to... Maybe Congress calls you know, them in for a bit of a showdown like they have done with the uh, internet companies. But at the end of the day, greed is good. Is it to the farming community? Does it make any difference as long as they're big and strong and paying up and small than somebody else? Are they still, you know, do you wait until they completely own everything, or what is the end of it all? You know, do we should we should we give a damn? Should we say, oh, well, we've we've made a bigger profit than usual this last year. The volatility, you know, by luck or whatever you want to call it, has pushed us into a position where our our profits have increased, but we're hardly controlling food supplies, are we? 
but that is the world now at the moment. I mean, you, you talk about the, like the big companies, a bit of a switch, but you know, like Amazon, what are their other big retailers? I'm just trying to think. Google. There are a lot of like big, big businesses. Doesn't matter what industry you're in, it's the same everywhere. Their balance sheet is greater than lots of countries' you know own reserves, aren't they? They they are yeah. in complete control of the well. In, and in this country, we're quite happily allowing that to be the case. And unfortunately, the consumer doesn't really care. It's bad to say it. I am guilty. I'm a retail shopper with Amazon. You know, and I'm, I contribute to it because it's cheapest. It's the most time. convenient. I refuse to. I refuse to. But test buy stuff yeah. at Amazon. So there's lots of cardboard around my house. Lots of rainforest chopped down just yeah. for, you know, whatever prime delivery she's just must have tomorrow. It makes retail shops, you know, shamed. The whole dynamic of employing people and all of that is, we've had this conversation before, but big isn't necessarily the answer to mankind's problems, is it? If we automate everything, what are people going to do? We've already got a small, people small but determined, as you always say. Is it? Yeah, very small but determined. <laughs> Pretty sure that's what Izzy says about you, Ian. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, well, it's for, for me, I think it is one of those articles that you can easily disassociate because the name on the Guardian doesn't say the name that you actually trade with is a clever. But the reality is, and, and these guys do get upset with us for mentioning it, but the reality is, you know, mankind isn't a bit of a muddle with food supply, relying on American organisations being in control of it. I believe that's it's great they've got lots of money, but they're going to have more and more and more and more money because they've got control of it. Having not read the article you've just talked about, are we? I'm assuming, I don't know, are we allowed to say the names, but would it be the ABC D, D yeah. group? Okay. Yeah, obviously. So, yeah, I mean, our industry is in fairly tight, you know, and constraints and actual UK owned businesses are not really you've got you know a UK based cooperative which is diminishing a bit there isn't anyone that isn't owned by a foreign firm not to that scale yeah and in the end the foreign firms can make a profit or a loss in this country depending on tax benefit there's something wrong again in government strategic thinking this is a basic food supply issue along with all of the other things they haven't got right in terms of long-term strategic because our two candidates for prime minister are both focusing on becoming Prime Minister, say whatever they can to get the old grey people to vote for them and then worry about what to say after that. And two years on, how to gracefully resign blaming Boris Johnson for all of the, the ills of why they didn't get re-elected or something. But, yeah, we keep repeating the same old stuff, don't we? On a brighter note, there isn't a brighter note because we've all we've just sat there and tried to find a brighter note, but we're all hung over, and so we haven't got a brighter note. We're not going to drink beer, even though Ben and I had to drink a beer at lunchtime because this guy forced it on us, and it tasted like soap, even though it's quite a nice beer. Yeah, I, I got bullied there because yeah. he kept looking at me, going, "Do you want another beer, Ben? Do you want? To, you look thirsty." I was like, "No, I look, I look like shit." <laughs> Dry your eyes. Oh, yeah, no, no, no. <laughs> right, hang on, hang on. Now then, now then, big fella. Right, you were very good last night, and you went home early, but you did take the right people home early. Oh yeah, exactly. and I did thank you for that. Yeah. But the reason I look worse than you is I stayed out another two hours. Right, fair enough, fair enough. So what time did everyone go home? I got home about four, four thirty. <laughs> so let's just get this right. So you you got there at five and finished at four thirty. Probably, I, mean, I think they should, I can't remember but yeah I got home about 4.30 nine and a half hours I yeah. did two till 10.45 I did 4.30 till 1.30 5 till 12 yeah I went home early but I peaked early <laughs> yeah I, I was like yeah half three cut to four I did have I stopped a bit early because I had to wait half an hour for a taxi but 
had a couple of chicken wings as well. Yeah, kebab. <laughs> Lovely. Yeah. Right, with that, there is no upbeat end to this because we are in a, in a rough old state. So next week we will be much more lively and yet yeah, hopefully as we move into September seamlessly that we're going to have fantastic rain and drilling conditions and goodness knows what else we wish for. Anyway, with that, thanks lads for coming in in your current state. Cheers. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for listening. Make sure you subscribe to get new episodes as they are released and follow us on Twitter. We are at Dewing Grain. Call Dewing Grain on 01263 731 or email info at dewinggrain.co.uk. The Dewing Grain podcast is produced by East Coast Design Studio in Norwich.